Welcome to another episode of Design and Style, a podcast for designers, by designers, with co-host Dixie Willard of Dixie Willard Design and Rachel Moriarty of Rachel Moriarty Interiors. The Design and Style podcast is brought to you by the Design and Style Visibility Lab. The Visibility Lab is the only membership group that focuses on the latest strategies and tools to help you get more visible while showcasing your specific brilliance. We've got weekly online office hours with both of us, monthly topics, in-depth worksheets, and exclusive monthly trainings. Today on the podcast, we have Jason Oliver Nixon. Jason is one half of the guiding force behind Madcap Cottage, a global lifestyle brand that encompasses sophisticated fun, history, whimsy, and grace. From interior design projects to home decor products, accessories, fashion collaborations, branded books, pet essentials, public speaking engagements, social media, tastemaker initiatives, and more, Madcap Cottage channels a spirit and sensibility that is always unique and special, yet also decidedly approachable. So Jason, tell us what you have going on right now, because I know a couple of things, but I want to hear, I want to hear it from you. Tell me all the things that you guys have going on that you're really excited about right now. Well, Rachel and Dixie, I mean, John and I both feel so lucky. I mean, we wake up every day and, and, and we're not Pollyanna, but we really do feel like kids in a candy store. And we just feel like we have such great partnerships uh, in the works, and that's really what they are. They're partnerships. These are long-term relationships. It's not about slapping your name on something. It's not about uh, that quick fix. It's really about that long-term. So coming up, we have our Made in America upholstery collection with Chapter 3, which is a woman-owned upholstery company in outside of Tupelo, Mississippi. We go out to Tupelo a lot, and that's launching at Steinmart Outposts. There are over 250 Steinmarts from coast to coast, lot in Florida, Texas, a couple out in California with you all. And yep. we're just, we just feel so fortunate. And the idea with Steinmart is they're kind of taking a new direction. They have a, a president who, jo- who joined about a year ago from Lord and Taylor, uh, Marianne. Wow. And she's editing the experience. She's curating the Steinmart experience. So we're going to be doing in-store events. We're going to be doing activations at Steinmart. So I really think that Steinmart is stepping it up and saying we're kind of the department store of the past where you went into a Marshall Fields, you went into a B. Altman, you went to a Bulks Wilshire, and it really delivered that experience. And I think that retail today isn't delivering the experience. And Steinmart is saying, hey, we're not we're not home goods, we're not Marshalls, we're stepping it up and we have a really strong interest in color and pattern. And I think Madcap really fits into that mix and delivering to the consumer beautiful and made in America you know, woman-owned company uh, upholstered goods where nothing is more than 450 bucks retail. Wow. And so delivering that, it kind of ticks off every box. So to be part of, of, of that brand, not only Chapter 3, but also Steinmart, where the experience is really being elevated, we feel so special. We really like to be associated with, with companies that are rethinking the model that are trying new things, that are delivering on the customer service component, not just, oh, I can go put stuff out in the marketplace, but we really want to give the consumer not only great product, but show them how to use it. So for us, we're going to be spending a lot of time with all of the Steinmart regional managers, the general managers, to show them how you can use, how they can use um, the Madcap Cottage product and deliver to their consumer, to their customer, that little bit of magic that, hey, this chair can be used in this kind of setting and we'll show you how. And really give the consumer those tools to that idea of bring the adventure home. Sorry, that was a long, long-winded no, answer. Oh, wow, I love okay. it. Okay. 
I, okay. love, I actually love your quote, bring the adventure home. Uh, you know, we both Thanks. Thank you. with the design network and uh, I can't remember. I, I was, I was, we were talking about something, right, Dixie? And I was like, oh, I just love their tagline, bring the adventure home. We were talking about this. Oh, thank you. Thank so you. Thanks. I just, I really, really love that. Um, you guys travel a lot too, right? I mean, not only for work, but yeah no it's I mean it's like you guys everything everything always is you know I take a bath I take a bath yeah I take a bath and I you know I, I you know I, I write it off because I smell a yeah. trend yes you know <laughs> yeah. like you know it's always like oh you know whatever but no we travel a lot and I think it's that idea that you know the eye has to travel and whether it's a trip to the mall or it's a you know walking down the street or a trip to India every moment I think that a lot of people in this world uh, don't keep their eyes open and aren't open to experience. And so I think that, you know, for us, travel can be, you know, the smallest little thing, or we're lucky enough to take some of these really far-flung trips. But that idea that we capture, you know, just walking down the street a few minutes ago to get a coffee, I noticed a building I hadn't seen here in High Point. And it was this wonderful Art Deco-style building that I took about eight zillion photos of, and I'm sure that will translate into something that we're doing. But then we're also lucky enough to go to London and New York and Los Angeles and all those kind of great bigger trips uh, right. as well but I think you know Auntie Mame in, in one of our favorite movies said you know life is a banquet and most poor suckers are starving to death and I think it's that idea of of always keeping your eyes open because you just if you if you're open to experience you're open to adventure you never know where that's going to come from it doesn't have to be expensive it doesn't have to be zipping off to Morocco it can be you know a, you know walking your dog so true. I think one of the things that some people have told me when we've just been walking around town or whatever, I, I look up when mm -hmm. I walk. Yep. And I notice that it's so funny because I'll say, oh, did you see? And I'm like, that far off thing or that thing up there or that tree or that leaf or that color. You know, I'm constantly, mm -hmm. as, as creatives, that's kind of where we've kind of just, it might be second nature. But it's funny how I notice that people walk with their heads down. I will yeah, say, I think, I think, yeah. Mm, as, please, as an extremely clumsy person, it oh. is a service to everyone around me if I look down <laughs> when I'm walking. So if I stop and look up, I make sure to stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just tell, let's let, let Jason in on a little secret. Dixie does not, I'm 5'2", I'm so I wear a lot of wedges just to like yeah. try to get a couple inches in. Dixie, I am so clumsy. Dixie will not let me wear wedges the week before market because no I always fall down. Oh. Every time I fall down, I scrape my knees. I can't wear the boots I want to wear because it hits my, you know, where I've scraped yep. my knees. Yep. And it's hilarious. So yeah, I know. I'm, I'm a little head in the clouds, maybe too much. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's great that you guys know each other well enough that you know yes. how to kind of... <laughs> You know, watch yeah. out for each other. <laughs> exactly. That's so funny. But I, love, I love hearing you talk about adventure because that's one of the things um, that when I hit my 40s suddenly became important to me was making sure that I made time for adventure. Yeah, because I think, you know, you reach a point and not that I was ever about the stuff, but I think, you know, for me as I, you know, to that point, Dixie, of, you know, hitting 40 or, or getting older, then I think it's putting a premium on people and putting a premium on experience. I don't need, you know, when I, when I got to Palm Springs, I do always stop at, you know, the Gucci outlet and, and, and kind of fight the, the hordes of Chinese folks to see if I can find a little Gucci something. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, for me, it's not about the, you know, luxury for me is not about a Four Seasons hotel or a fancy. It's about 
that adventure. And it's about lapping up those experiences. It's about having some fun. And I don't think any of us remember one day, you know, gee, I didn't sit at my desk, but you got up and you got up and out and you met somebody great. And I think that we, you know, when we go to cocktail parties or dinners or, or, or whatever, we always walk away with a new friend. And that's really what I think makes it, makes it special. And it's not, you know, it's not about, um, it, you know, I think that, you know, one of our problems is we, we tend to buy a lot of the antiques. So I think on that front, we kind of are, you know, there is that kind of stuff, but in my personal life, it's not, I have certain things that like, I love every year I buy my Smice in a Bond Street diary because I'm a big believer in, you know, technology where technology makes sense, but I love my diary and I would mm -hmm. never do my diary and outlook. And it's, you know, my, that book is about $200 and I kind of, you know, ha you know, think every year, is it worth it? But I've been, ha you know, I've had them since I was really poor 20 years ago and I have them now and I have a little bit more money, but that's just one of those little touch points or I buy my deodorant in England because that just means something to me. But yeah. so that, that adds a little bit of the, not that I should be talking about my deodorant, but that adds a little bit of the, you know, I smell really nice. Um, <laughs> That, that you know that little bit of it, that little bit of adventure yeah but it's something I've you're you know curated from abroad from abroad that I'm able to bring back into my experience in high point and say these are little little touch points or little moments in my life that are really special to me speaking of moments didn't you call Prince? Who, who did you call? Yeah, I was. Yes, I was talking. Thank you for reading my Facebook post. Um, I was interviewing Robert Keim, who is Prince Charles's and Camilla's go to interior designer. He did High Grove House and he's worked with them for a long time. And I was interviewing, interviewing him. I have a, um, I'm a contributing editor to American Airlines Celebrated Living magazine, which is their first class magazine. I had been with Delta Sky for many years and switched over recently. But I, I do. Um, design stories for them. I do profiles. I do travel stories. And I had pitched the idea of new traditionalists and the idea that we're seeing, you know, with Gucci and kind of food and all sorts of things across the board that kind of new tradition is coming back into play. And Kathy, yeah. Catherine Ireland recently said that yes. chintz is one of the top trends for 2018. So I interviewed him and he was great and super That's cool good. and super normal. Uh, but I interviewed him and Alexa Hampton and Denise McGahey. And so I got a nice range wow. of people all over the place. Um, but that was, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, I've, I, you know, we've, I've been lucky enough to have these adventures where I've interviewed really interesting people over the years, some famous, some not, or, you know, to have Jay Jagger call me, you know, wow. it's kind of, you know, like just feels a little wacky, you know, at the end yeah. of the day, John yeah. and I are both kids from Florida and right. Iowa, but yeah. you know, it kind of keeps it kind of keeps it, uh, you know, it, it's fun to have those little moments. Yes. That's so. I yeah. know I put like the hashtag. That's a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what else? So you have, you have uh shade. I remember seeing something in the shade store. Or no, Smith and Noble. I'm yeah, sure. we have. Yeah, we're at Smith and Noble. We they have yeah. we have a Madcap Cottage line with them, and it's window tree. It's a uh, uh, curtain panels, uh, shades. We might have hardware, uh, yeah. in the next uh, year. Mike. But it's. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a great place because again, it's that idea of it's retail ready. Yeah, um, and I love that you know their catalog is a million plus drop, and you can get it through the website and and, and so many different channels. And the idea of uh, accessible uh, design and that we're showing you how they create great visuals. We're really showing you how to bring um, that magic to to your windows, and what a great way, what a quick, easy way. Um, to transform a space and Smith and Noble makes it super easy. I mean, they really show you how to measure, 
they show you how to how to create that look that you're you're going for, and then it, it shows up, and it it's it's you know it's easy. Yeah. So for See, all but, of those, yeah. all of the talking, going back just a second, because I mean this is big. You you've talked about your partnership with Steinmart, your partnership with Smith and Noble, the fabulous interviews that you get to do. But you're still just a couple of guys from Florida, and you said Iowa, right? Yeah, John's from Iowa. Iowa. Hmm. And how do you go from being just a regular designer to what what was it that made you take those next steps to get to where you are today? Well, I think, Dixie, we both come from editorial backgrounds. Uh, John and I were both magazine editors for many years. John was at House Beautiful. He was the home editor at Parents Magazine. He was at a great magazine called American Homestyle and Gardening that's not around anymore. And I had been at, at Condé Nast Traveler. I was a senior editor at Random House. I had started uh, Niche Media with Jason Bin, so I was editorial director of Los Angeles Confidential and Gotham and Hamptons and all those magazines for many years. So I think that at the end of the day, we're storytellers. And John and I reached a point where we said why we had, we had styled every story, we had produced every story, written every story, read every book about Dorothy Draper and Billy Haynes and Billy Baldwin and you know Ruby Ross Wood and all these great legends. And, you know, we never, neither of us went to J journalism school and we said, I don't think we need, I think that there's a you know, great place for journalism school as well as, you know, to go uh, to interior design school, but we had really trained ourselves on the job. And I think we just reached a point where we said, you know, we're, we were in our mid thirties, late thirties at that point, And why are we writing about everyone else's stuff? Let's try it. And I think that it was an idea of capturing our clients' stories and being able to interview Robert Keim and really deep dive on what, what makes him tick and what is it about a new tradition that, uh, that, that speaks to him and getting inside our clients' heads. And I think that having that, that storytelling journalistic background where we, when we're delivering, delivering to our clients, we're not delivering, there's definitely a certain vein to our, our, our style and our look, but you know, there's certain designers out there that you can say, oh, I know who designed this. Right. Whether it's in Seattle or New York or Tokyo, you, it, you, it's kind of a Louis Vuitton handbag. And you can say, oh, I know exactly who designed this. There might be a Chinese Chippendale. There might be a wall of stone or a Hollywood Regency moment. For us, it's really about getting inside our client's head. So while many of the things I put out, we put out on Instagram are our own home. And they're very colorful and very patterned and prints packed, as, as you know, we love with our new book, Prince Charming. But it's an idea that we are really capturing our clients' story. So I think that for us, it's about uh, how can you heighten that engagement? How can you use Instagram to really elevate your brand experience? And we get so many of our clients and so many of our licenses really through Instagram. And, and we don't have a huge, you know, we, I think we have 25,000 followers. It's not 100,000, 300,000 and, and those kind of things. But I think there's a good quality. And it's like you guys, you have a great community of you know, a couple thousand interior designers who are really following the podcast. I think the same for us. I think it's, um, you know, we're lucky enough that we've, we, we're, we're big believers and you don't ask, you don't get. So if I don't know somebody or there's something I'm trying to get, I, you know, I, between Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or cold calling and saying, hey, I, I want to meet this person, the head of a department store where I think we should have our product. Or, you know, we, we spend, um, I spend a lot of time, John, I spend a lot of time sending thank you notes. And that's how we were brought up. And you know, we have beautiful stationery. And again, I think, as I said earlier, that idea of using technology where technology makes sense, 
but I would never send an email like, thanks for dinner last night. It's always a really nice note. And it's not just about cranking out notes, but it's really kind of a heartfelt thank you for, for, for letting us be part of your experience. So I think that over the years, that amalgam of kind of social, hand-touched and special has really helped elevate our brand experience that if everything feels hand hand touch it feels special it doesn't feel mechanical it has a soul to it um you know it's not just again it's not that idea that everything we do looks the same we're doing a very modern uh, apartment in manhattan right now we're doing a very traditional georgian in in uh, dc we're doing a ranch style house in, in sarasota florida you know, and I think it's, you know, I'd love to have three or four clients a year, but I don't want to have more than that. Um, I don't think that that's where our future, I think our future is in, in product and in, we're finding we're doing a lot of public speaking now and that uh, revenue, that as a revenue stream uh, has been surprising because I wasn't, because I don't think we expected that to be something that was actually viable that would actually deliver additional revenue. And it's been really fun to see that on a small level, you know, where I used to give it up for free. Now, you know, I say, oh, is there, you know, and there, there might be a thousand, five thousand, two thousand dollars, and it yeah. really makes it worthwhile. So I think that shorts are long. I think that for all of us, it's obviously it's about having those additional revenue streams. And to say, as you slice and dice that pie, you know, being just an interior designer, as we all know, is not can or cannot be lucrative. But if you have other revenue streams um, and, and engagement levels, that's, you know, something, something, you know, nothing lasts forever. So you, 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 you switch in and out of these different streams. I, did I sort of answer that? Yes. Okay. No, I okay. love it. No, no, no. I love it because, um, I mean, that's sort of what Dixie and I have done by stepping into this. Absolutely. Thing. And it was completely by accident. You know, it was, it wasn't the most, we mm -hmm. were like, I would, would love to say it was strategic, but it kind of wasn't, you know, we just started having conversations, flipped it on. But then what we do is we respond to what we listen Right. You know, kind of, we kind of respond to what people are, you know, if they're, they say, oh, we love the way you two do this or you two do that, you know, come speak at this, come show up at that. Mm -hmm. We say yes, every time, every time, you know. And so I think that's where a lot of uh, our community, they get a little bit stuck on saying yes to opportunities. You know, I love that you said that you even cold call. I don't think anybody has ever talked about cold calling. Yeah, because I think it's, I think it's, you know, we, like you all have so much on our plates. And I think that if there's not a why attached to it yeah. at this point, you know, it needs to kind of, you know, it needs to answer, like we have a brand sandbox board of why are we associated with various brands and what do they bring to the table? Is it, is it, is it a revenue stream? Is it a revenue stream slash marketing component what are what do all these things how do all these things play together and, and what what are they delivering and i think that there are those happy accidents where you say hey you know dixie can this become something and let's try it and you never know and i think if you make educated guesses um sometimes that's the most magical part of things but i think that you know if you don't ask you don't get and that okay. to your point rachel of 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 cold calling you know put it out there and, you know, for us, I mean, I think one of our goals for the next two years is to get into some fashion and accessories spaces and to say, okay, well, who do I see myself aligned with? Because I think that's very much a partnership thing, not going off on our own. Right. But it's, let's, let's, let's do a package and let's send it to, 
I don't know, Vera Bradley. Let's think about who really plays oh in that pattern, gosh. prints and pattern space, yes, yes. you know, and how can you elevate a quilted bag in a way right. that is, makes it you, and you put it out there, and, uh, and you, if you're on their radar, that's where those opportunities come from. Well, and I think, too, that the point that a lot of us forget is the worst thing that's going to happen is going to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think who cares, right? I mean, right. It's if, you, if, you, if you bring self-confidence to the table and you bring in nothing, not, nothing that any of us do is, is, you know, you learn from every experience. And I, I don't really ever fall on my face, but I, I, I do learn from moments. And not everyone likes me, and that's okay. It's, it's the idea that, you know, have a point of view, have a brand that stands for something. I mean, there are designers out there that are really quite famous, but if you ask me what their, what their style is or what they are, what they stand for, I couldn't tell you. And I think that, and that's okay because they're, they're doing really well and they're very successful, but I really want to have a, I want, John and I want Madcap Cottage to have a spirit of fun, a spirit, a spirit of whimsy, a spirit of, of travel, a lot of those things we've, we've already talked about, but that we, that we stand, there's something that stand, we stand, we, you know, we have a flag in the sand and there is a definite point of view. And again, it doesn't, you know, it's like a legacy brand. I feel like it's something that will live on and on. Like you've definitely made a mark. Well, thank you. I think that, you know, I think we had a, a seismic shift I mean, in our little world recently where I rewrote our, we relaunched our website um, in last week and it really is, is much stronger, but our brand went, our, you know, our, our bio went from John Lucky and Jason Oliver Nixon, the heads of Madcap Cottage, you know, blah, 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 went to Madcap Cottage, a global lifestyle brand headed up by John Lucky and Jason Oliver Nixon. So thank you, Rachel, because I think that that's, you know, the ultimate compliment for us and again we're a baby brand but it's the idea when i meet somebody and they say oh are you associated with madcap cottage i that that's kind of the ultimate compliment because i want it to be a legacy brand i want it to have legs you know that idea of martha stewart versus martha stewart living it's a brand that's bigger than martha stewart and how do you how do you capture that sensibility that i want you to be part of a sticky you know that that was why we didn't name it John Lucky and Jason Oliver right. Nixon. We really right. wanted it to have a brand resonance that you thought, oh, I want to be part of this adventure, part of this fun, part of this, 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 this invitation to that, you know, the elephant invite flying that flag and inviting you to be part of this brand. And that's what we wanted. We didn't want it to be because who were, you know, it's not, a, it's not us. It's a brand. And yeah. we're, we're part of that. We're part of building uh, that, brand experience and I don't think that there I don't think that there are a lot of interior designers who have kind of named their brand after something where it really sticks there are some interior designers where maybe they have a you know it's 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 something and then their name but you're you're not quite sure but there aren't many interior designers I think that have gone that route of not putting their name on it Mm -hmm. so it was it was an experience it was experiment for us and I think it's really uh paid off and I think that we you know a couple years in now it's there's a there's a resonance to the brand uh, that's been really nice to see, um, and that's you know obviously evolving. And, um, and and most people don't know Madcap Cottage, but it's it's that it, little by little those baby steps of, of building the brand and partnering with people like Steinmart or Smith Noble or yeah. Calico, you know Calico yes, to help. Yeah. yeah, we we love working with them because you know yeah. there's no other source from coast to coast, from California to Colorado to Connecticut 
that allows the consumer to go and 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 to create custom upholstery and window treatments and you know bring a piece of vintage furniture in and, and recover it. So we really try and associate ourselves with brands that heighten the consumer experience and then by by dint of that help elevate the brand the madcap cottage brand experience. Yeah. I love Sorry, that. I, I talk too much. No, no. <laughs> I'm like I'm like furiously taking notes and I'm like I almost wasn't even breathing. So if I turn blue just like Rachel um I love I love it because I really want I really want our community to hear what you just said, which is you you yourself actually leaned into something bigger. You you mm-hmm. named yourselves global lifestyle you know you added these words that were just so much bigger right well i think that you put i think if you put it out there i'm not you know i didn't read the secret but i think if you put words out there and you put out you you put it out in the universe i I tend to find it's not necessarily it's it's not necessarily a cakewalk it's not easy like all of us you know rachel and dixie and, and, and jason and john we all work really hard to get what we want but you put it out there and I find that usually I can reel it in. And if I reel it in and it's not, it's not quite right, that's okay too. Because you learn from that experience and you say, okay, you know what? Hopefully you can end well. Um, But you know, we had a client the other day who said, Hey, we love you guys. And it's, you know, we think we speak the same language. It's great, but we just aren't ready to pull the trigger and we ended it and it's great. And there wasn't, you know, nothing all, all very positive, but I'm glad we were able to do that at that point than saying, Hey, three months down the road, it's gotten weird or strange. And, and who knows that client may come back to us down the road and say, Hey, we, you know, we, we talked about the same book. We talked about everything we talked about is, is the same reference point. So down the road, they might come back to us, but I think, you know, put it out there. And, and, and I think a lot of people are scared to, like really think about what you want your brand to be and where do you, where, <laughs> where do you want it to be? And, yeah. and how do you, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm almost 50. So my reference points, you know, I'm a bill on Capitol Hill, like, <laughs> yes. you know, like I'm here and I want to get, to, you know, I want to get yeah. to here. Yeah. How, how do I get that? And, and whatever, you know, maybe it's a whiteboard, maybe it's a, I'm a very, you know, John, are so visual as, as are yeah. you all, you know, index cards or how, mm-hmm. how do you kind of create that, that, that nav map that's yeah. going to get you to from I'm here and I want to be here. And what are those, what are those steps that are going to get you uh, there? And, you know, for me, I have no interest in being, you know, famous or any of those kind of things. Like I, it's, it's, like- had it, well, no, that's kind of, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but I think it's the idea of how can we make, how can we make people's lives better right. through, through design and through other components. And that would be, you know, that's you know uh, and, and at the same time make people dream to say hey we, we can deliver a great product to you at smith noble or calico or, or or you know or any of the other components that we have um but they really they deliver special and i think that there's a lot of non-special out there mm. or there's a lot of you know i think it's i think about it's going through i'm getting hippy dippy here but i think it's about going through going through life and we all have our moments where we can be, we can be assholes or whatever but it's really going through life being humble thankful and bringing a little grace to the situation yeah. um I'm, I'm amazed that people sometimes i meet people that i think are oh, they're going to be so and they're not there's not a lot of grace there and i think you know what a little bit of like a little uh, you know just mom you know my mother always said you know today's peacock tomorrow's feather duster 
And I think, you know, I think that's good words to live by because I think that, you know, don't ever believe your own hype. I mean, not, yes. that, not necessarily you have your own hype, but no, if you do have your own hype, it, so. like, like, just, you know, like, sit down for a little while. Don't get, don't get on, don't get all highfalutin. Oh my gosh. So. I love that. Thank you. You know, we all have our moments, but I, yeah. try, you know, we try to be mostly, you know, pretty fair, but clear. We try and be clear. I think clear clarity cool. is, is good. You yes, just, that, that is our. Word I just wrote down, and Dixie and I just locked. You can't see. You can only see one of us, but Dixie and I locked <laughs> eyes when you talked about <laughs> alluding to clarity before you said it, which is um, we have a course called Visibility Warrior, and and the first step is we 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 start on is clarity, and a lot of people we've noticed they try to blow through it, and we're like, no, this is actually really a big deal right like, so really, so important this is not gonna like be oh you need to go for a walk on the beach and you need to you know you need to marinate this has to marinate you know it's not like something like they'll be like it's oh, not a five minute assignment. i'm a designer and i want to be a bigger designer or i want to be you know what i mean it's it's not that it's mm -hmm. not that you know yep yep I, I even love that you called your board or whatever a, did you call it a, a sandbox or yeah 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 because i think it's that i think it's an idea that I think that the idea of clarity, and you all know far better than I do, but that idea that a lot of people don't have underpinnings in a foundation. And I think that, right, if you don't know what you want to be in life, I mean, granted, we all, you know, mm -hmm. those, those chapters change, but what do you stand for and how can you manifest that? And to have that, you know, I suggest to people, you know, like, right, go take a walk on the beach, go, you know, every year I try and put myself in a situation that's not in my comfort zone. Because like I went out into the, we did the ranch in Malibu last year where you had to hike like, granted I did a story so I didn't have to pay for it. But it was, you know, hiking, <laughs> yeah, it was hiking 12 miles a day and wow. it really, and then it was, you know, three hours of this and I kind of, after the second day, I said, I'm not doing the three hours. I, right. You know, for me getting out of bed and doing 12 miles yes. was kind mm -hmm. of whatever, but it really kind of challenged me. It gave me a little bit of that um, outward bound mm -hmm. kind of quality where I said, I'm going to push myself physically to have that clear clarity of head to say, where am I? Where do I want to be? Where do we want the business to be? And because I think we all get so so stuck in the forest for the trees, that how can you? Who is it you can surround yourself with? How can you work with people like you and and, and Dixie to to pull out that 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 nugget or that that experience that could then be that oh this we thought this would be fun and all of a sudden it's turned into a very much monetized podcast book brand experience and 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 getting people to dive deep to find what they really want out of them. you know it's not you know i you know i i tell our interns i'm like you know you think this is gonna be glamorous 90 percent of what we do is moving stuff around mm -hmm. and and schlepping and you know <laughs> and it certainly has its moments um, yeah. of fun and all those kind of things but it's a lot of you know, if you think it's just going to be, you know, making 50 grand and, and sitting around eating bonbons, surprise. Yeah. You know? I love that. Because one of the other things we say, we tell people is get uncomfortable and then stay there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, really. Yeah. Because it's, it, that comfort is like the hardest thing. You know, you just get really complacent. You just do what, what you always did. And, and I, you, there's no growth, you know, there's no risk right. growth. So. Right. Right. I don't know what resting on your laurels is. You know, I don't know. That's not, I don't have any, that's, yeah. I don't have any laurels. <laughs> no laurels. I don't rest. No laurels. My laurels. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh my gosh, the people uh, in iTunes are gonna get to see what we all just did, but <laughs> watch it on YouTube. Oh my god. Well, this has been just incredible. Uh, for our community and listeners, can you just we'd like to end with why does visibility as business owners matter? Why would you say that matters? Well, Mae West, John and I are big fans of a good quote. And I think it's important to have a section in your, your iPhone or your book or wherever of quotes that you can use for, for presentations or whatever. But Mae West once said, it's better to be looked over than overlooked. And that idea that it, um, to be, you know, any press is good press that, mm -hmm to put it out there and use, there's so many great tools, you know, when, when I was in my twenties and we didn't, you know, I was, you know, we didn't have Facebook or Instagram or any right. of those kind of things. The ability to broadcast the message now obviously is, is so different and you're so changed. And I'm, I'm fascinated meeting people that I've never heard of two years ago who've become these media phenomenons or Instagram phenomenons or interior designers that, you know, 10 years ago if you were published and maybe you got projects that whole yeah. That whole experience has changed. So I think that, right, being, being visible, whatever that means, start small. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not on Instagram, really start building a community and define your story, define your MO, and then get out there and tell that story. That will lead to maybe, you know, maybe down the road you can do a show house and you can, that will lead to a regional magazine. And a regional magazine can probably be a lot bigger uh, than um, a, a national magazine. But even not on the press side, come to High Point, meet and greet. You know, make make those connections, and I think uh, we're big believers in if I can connect somebody, I know somebody great here, and I know somebody great over here. If I can bring them together, I love that, and I'm not looking for any quid pro quo. But chances are, down the road, that that connection, that commu you build a community, really build a community, and and use that community to amp up your visibility. Have you read our course? I, I swear, I, I, you are, just every C in our course. Yeah. We have nine C's perfect with synopsis. alliteration. We're like, every time you, you mention one of our C's, I'm like, oh my gosh, you are our tribe, Jason Oliver Nixon. Do we know what we're doing? Does it sound like we know what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm never quite sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we nef we are going to beeline it to you next high point. You are going to be our number Come over for dinner. And, and you guys, congratulations. You guys are rocking and rolling and well, much deserved success. So congratulations. Thank you. We will see you at ne next market for sure. Perfect. All right. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me.